Welcome to Muddy River News This Week, furnished by Harvey's. I'm Bob Goff. My guest today is Brian Canfield, the CEO of Blessing Health System. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, pretty pretty new to the overall job, but you've been uh, you've been at Blessing for a couple of years almost now, as uh, with the hospital. But now you are now the CEO of the overall operation. That's correct. I got here in December of 2021, right before Christmas. And just a note to everyone: not a good time to move. <laughs> No. Uh, right before Christmas, but no. yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible opportunity to be here and really love the opportunity to serve the members of this community. And uh, before that, uh, you have a rather uh, extensive military background. Yeah, I, before I came here, I was in Pinehurst, North Carolina with a rural health system uh, as their COO for nine years, uh, which was after I retired from my military service. So I did 28 years active army uh, stateside and abroad. How did you find the transition from going to military life to civilian life, especially in a COO in an executive type role? Believe it or not, it really wasn't that difficult. Uh, in many ways, uh, folks might not believe this because they kind of think of, of a stereotypical, you know, draconian decision maker in uniform. But honestly, in, in healthcare, getting collaboration and unity of effort is key, a key ingredient for success. And I found that that was the way I had to do my business in the military as well. Um, when forced to make an instantaneous decision, oh, without question, I can do it. But if you want everybody to be fully bought in, you really need to kind of make sure everyone has their chance to understand the why and make their commitment fully known so that it can all be agreed upon. And as you uh, you came in here, of course, we've got a lot of uh, people within the Blessing Administration who've been here a long time, uh, but you've got some new people who are kind of working their way in. How is that uh, chemistry? How, how are those two things meshing? I think really nicely. Um, the complement of a little bit of new and some seasoned veterans goes really well. Uh, it is good to have a few new ideas brought in and most of the folks that have been here for a while have been very, very receptive to that. So I think it's really gelling quite nicely. Yeah, because uh, I know with any long-term organization, sometimes change, people can be resistant to change. And, you know, of course, so in, in management, you know, I had to read the book, you know, Who Moved My Cheese and all sure. that stuff. Just to, But it is. It's once you just, if you're willing to embrace, you know, it doesn't have to be wholesale change, especially if you've got an operation that's moving pretty slowly, pretty smoothly and pretty efficiently. But it, it just, you're right. It doesn't hurt to take that other outside perspective sometime and say, well, what about this? That's correct. And in many ways, folks uh, will sometimes say they're really interested in changing it up. But what they really mean is just don't change my stuff up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything else is fine. So, mm -hmm. um, but I've been uh, warmly welcomed with some uh, great new innovative ideas that we've been kind of taking up. And I'll, I'll be candid, the, the system has done some incredibly innovative things. Our, our drive-through express clinic, I can tell you from where I came from, we would have killed ourselves to have something like that available. We used tentage and drive-through awnings. Mm -hmm. um, this is just an incredible resource to have in our community. And to young moms with babies or to folks with um, animals, I even heard the other day, hey, we should have a vet out in the express clinic so they don't have to get their dog out of the car. <laughs> but in many ways, that's, that's bringing the care to the people in need and they don't have to put themselves in a crowded waiting room or deal with that. So oh. it's really, in, it's an incredible resource here. I, I utilized it and that's where I found out I had COVID when I had it a couple of years ago, so. Well, point of clarification, I will share with you. <laughs> it is not a COVID clinic. Correct, It is yes. a 
kind of convenient care, urgent care, yeah. express drive-through. And so we, we warmly invite folks to use it. And I think once they've tried it, they'll, they'll realize this is really convenient. No, no question about it. Like you said, especially if you've got the carload of kids or, or if you're just, if you're so sick and you're like, man, I really, I don't want to infect anybody. And whether, whatever you have, and it doesn't have to be COVID, but yeah, let's just, I just want to go and have somebody look at me and not bother anybody. I think, I think it's a great service. That's absolutely. right. That's right. And I think what we learned in the pandemic the last few years uh, since its inception is that maybe we really don't need to have people come into a crowded waiting area. Maybe it's actually more convenient to have them sit in their car curbside and wait to have them texted to come on in, we're ready for you. Uh, in many ways, I've heard some, some other colleagues across the nation, they're kind of taking back their waiting areas and turning it into additional clinical space and letting the, the patients enjoy the luxuries of their cars in the, way, in the, in the parking lot. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds really convenient. You know, when people come into town, they hit Broadway. Of course, they see the facility there, right there at 11th. But uh, you've got a nice uh, new facility, still relatively new facility out there at 48th and State. How is that servicing what, uh, what those system needs? What an incredible resource. Uh, it is absolutely amazing that we would have something like that here. And I think we're, we're just kind of getting in stride with uh, making it optimized to its full capacity. But honestly, there's still there's still room available um, and we're making good use of it as, as we speak, so yeah. And uh, I, I talk a little bit about just the reach. I mean, I know, uh, you know, the, the, the system had to make the tough decision for the closing in Keokuk a year or so ago, but now to come in, what, take it, have, have, you been, have you had a chance to take a look at the overall regional aspect and some of your other clinics and some of your other places? Have, have you really begun to do a bit of an assessment on those? Yes, and uh, our leadership team is kind of coming together to sort of revalidate where we are with that and our board's um, endorsement of those uh, directions but the rural health clinics are still of vital importance in our, not only our, our strategy moving forward, but caring for people in their hometowns, where they live, where they work. And then we as a, as a regional resource being that specialty care center to take care of their specialty care needs and uh, exploring more of how we get our Hannibal Clinic uh, folks uh, tied into the overall health system that's been a huge effort this past year with mm -hmm. changing their electronic health record so that it's on the same platform that the rest of the system is on, as well as our, our providers there getting gelled in with the providers that are here and understanding um, how we can all collaboratively work together. And you talk about that kind of collaboration, and I know, of course, you know, here with with you guys, well, as Quincy Medical Group, and like you talked about the folks at Hannibal Regional, Hannibal Clinic, to be able to go to one place, and, and in case it's like an emergency or short term or whatever, but to be able to just get on the network and not have to, you know, hey, I need to find out what, what your doctor, if I'm in Hannibal and I need to find out what your doctor said in Quincy, and sometimes minutes and seconds matter. So it's, it's really great to have all that information talking to each other. That's right. Interoperability and being able to get the data in front of the provider that makes the decision in a real-time um, perspective is of imminent importance. Talking a little bit uh, to Brian Canfield again, the CEO of uh, Blessing Health System. And uh, again, you haven't been in the chair very long, but you, you've got this feel. How do you like Quincy? I love it. My wife and I are just kind of putting the finishing touches on the home that we bought and done some some renovations to, but uh, we, we absolutely love it. And the, the folks of this community are so warmly welcome to not only to us as new people, but to just generally being nice. I'm, I grew up in the Midwest in Iowa and Minnesota. I understand what mi Midwest nice is. And when you've lived in many other different places, you love it when you come back to it because yeah. it's just absolutely real, genuine, 
kind, compassionate, nice. Well, and I think the other thing is, you know, being in your position, you know, the the largest employer in the area, um, and uh, you know, and you look at that, and it's, you know, you have you make such an impact not only in the care you provide, but also the the jobs and the people. Talk a little bit about how that has been, because I know again the pandemic was a rough patch for everybody in a lot of aspects, but no nobody more so than, than our, our healthcare providers who were just doing their jobs. Talk a little bit about what it means to be such an integral part of this community. Well, of course, we're we're taking care of not only our employees, but their families, their neighbors, their loved ones, their school kids' friends. Um, everybody kind of knows one another in some form or fashion. And as I've learned here, there's many families that have many deep connections. Mm -hmm. And so um, you just have to make that assumption that someone's related to someone. So just, but I think that, that, that goes really well with what our approach to how we deliver care we need to take care of everyone like their most, our most cherished loved one. Just flat out, we will never fail if we do it that way. No matter what your delivery of your message, if you're sitting in front of your grandmother, your, your spouse, your child, if that message doesn't resonate with that person, you better check it and make sure that you revisit what that message needs to be. Uh, last question as we wrap up here, you know, again, with you being relatively new to the area, it would seem to me, and I know, employee and physician recruitment is is huge for you guys. I would think you'd be no better person. I know you've got a team that does that, but I think you'd be no better person than to sit down with that doctor uh, when you have to bring him or her into town and say, hey, I came here, I really like it here, I think you'd like it here too. Is that is that a major selling point right now? I, I believe it is, and um, I'm really complimentary of our recruitment team. They really do an incredible job of making Quincy easily bought into by someone from coming from the outside. But both our, uh, our HRVP, Michelle Zeck, and myself, relatively newcomers to the community, we're talking to them firsthand on kind of what our experiences were with finding housing, finding um, just our way around. And uh, we, do, we do participate in those recruitment efforts. I, I do not miss those. <laughs> and uh, with, especially with, uh, you know, and, and you have to work with the city and the county and the schools and everybody because you, again, everybody's trying to sell and promote Quincy. And, you know, especially again, when you're the largest employer in the, in the region, you know, having those relationships with the mayor, the county board chair, uh, Gretif, all, it, it really all ties in together because we're trying to be one big successful regional community here. Absolutely, and and growth is of importance to us as well as a healthcare system, as well as this community, and bringing you know the right players in are, are, are of imminent importance. So we we definitely share in that importance for this growth pattern. Well, Brian Canfield, I, I thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, and we look forward to talking again in the not too distant future. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. That's all the time we have for now. I'm Bob Goff. We'll see you next week.